This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. The Jaguars host the Dolphins in preseason week three Saturday at Everbank Stadium. The Dolphins-Jaguars game is presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. Highlights from the week of preparation are coming up, starting with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. The starters are playing this week, and it's a balance of playing time versus staying healthy. It's kind of a tough situation. It's like you, you, you want to obviously keep everybody healthy, and we've had a couple, a couple dings, so you want to keep everybody healthy, but then again, you want to get reps, and you want to you know, get in a rhythm, and then it's like two drives in, that's when you just kind of start to get a rhythm, and then you come out, and so it's like, what's the best thing? You know, it's kind of a fine line, and I think our coaches have done a great job of handling that, so it'll be good to get a little bit more work this week, and, you know, whatever, however much that ends up being, just just go play well. I think that's the biggest thing for us. Let's be clean. Let's execute. Um, take advantage of all the possessions that we get offensively and, and just go through our plan, and execute so I think that's the main focus you want to feel good about that especially the last one going into the regular season let's end on a good note and kind of get ready for for the season how, how different is the prep this week everybody's game plan all their life but it, how much of an actual game plan is there on the dress rehearsal game yeah I mean uh preseason you try not to I, I guess I don't know if everybody's different I'm assuming everyone's a little different a little similar um they're not a ton of game plan and obviously you want to this one more so than others, you, you try to do what you think is good versus those looks, but you're not crazy scheming, putting in a ton of new plays, doing any of that like you might do in a, in a regular game, regular season game, you know. So that's different, but I think you are, especially now that we're going to get more reps, you are trying to maybe fit our offense to the defense, you know, defensive scheme you're going against more so than the other games. You might just call our base stuff and kind of see what happens against different looks. This one we're kind of trying to match it up a little bit better. For offensive coordinator Press Taylor, the goal this week is similar to preseason week one in Dallas. You know, you want to see clear communication. It's our chance to be at home. You kind of want the butterflies of these guys getting in a game and understanding they're about to get tackled. Uh, you know, there's pressure on the line. If you don't convert, you're, you're punting and all that type of stuff. So you really just want to try to get that smoothed out for the guys so that week one, it's not the first time they've felt that way or communicated in a huddle or broken a huddle together and all that stuff. So clean operation from a communication substitution standpoint. And then you want to see them execute. Again, it's still a somewhat of a core game plan for us. It's not exotic stuff. So you just want to go out and see clean execution out of these guys making plays too. This is the final chance also for players on the roster bubble to make an impression before the final cuts to 53 this coming Tuesday. Head coach Doug Peterson understands the challenge. You disrupt the lives of guys that have been busting their tail for about six weeks, you know, here plus the off season. And, and um, you know, it's a tough time to... I tell the guys all the time, you know, you're, you're competing for our roster, but there's 31 other rosters that are watching you too. So again, it's may not be the end of the line, maybe the end of the line here, but not the end of the line, you know, on another team. So, you know, put your best foot forward. Peterson also has a player's perspective on a final preseason game and the unknown that lies ahead. You just didn't know how much time you were going to get in that game to really showcase yourself. And, and for me, it was just a matter of, again, making the most of the opportunity. You know, not forcing the issue or anything like that, but just going out and executing the offense, right? You know, find the open receiver, make the right checks, whatever it might be. I think the older I got in the league, you know, the coaches, again, they kind of understand what you can do and they can trust you as a player. And so I didn't play as much in those last couple preseason games because we let the younger guys you know, play and 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 that's kind of where we are right now, right? We understand the the Tyson Campbells and you know uh, guys guys of that nature who we know they're on the team, 
right? So now we want to see these younger guys play and, and, and make the most of their opportunity and, and just see what they can do. The full press conferences from the week on Jaguars.com. Now to some of those players that could crack the roster on Jags AM with Kai Stevens, Brian Sexton, and John Osier. Jags AM presented by Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxuryfieldsauto.com. Jags AM on this Wednesday, August 23rd. We're in the Hyundai studios and getting down to those final cut times. So we do a segment called the 53, either people that have made the case for themselves or, you know, need to have a good training camp or are just coming back and they're going to be making this 53-ran roster or trying to. Um, Brian, who do you want to highlight today? I'll go with Jeremiah Ledbetter for the obvious reason. With uh, Devon Hamilton's injury, they need this guy to play well. And luckily for them, he has the last two weeks. He's been a force at the line of scrimmage against the run and... Just like Hamilton, he's been a guy who's gotten good push off the line of scrimmage into the backfield and broken plays up or, as we saw last week, finished off the sack that Caleb on Chason could not. He's an interesting guy. Uh, was drafted by the Lions in 2017. Has been on the Buccaneers and the Ravens and the um, Buccaneers, the Cardinals, and the Jaguars practice squads and active rosters over the last six years. He's a wide body. You know, when you look at Devon Hamilton, John, He's really big from the waist down. I mean, he's got a wide hip base, right? Big butt, and which is what you need in that. You need a guy who can anchor in. And he is the guy on that line that can probably anchor in the best, uh, you know, beyond Devon or maybe Foley Fatakasi. Well, Mike so, Caldwell said the other day, he can also play all spots along the line. Yeah. So Lowe's versatility. Uh, I think he's on the roster no matter what would have happened with Devon. Uh, and he's another guy, Brian, we talked on Monday about guys that Balky signed as free agents from other teams who aren't necessarily high-profile guys, yep. but they are good NFL players. So so uh, kudos to pro scouting because, to me, that's a huge reason why this team seems so deep. He's a journeyman who has earned the right to be on the roster, like John just said, and it just so happens they need him also. And a segue, Kai. You know, a segue yes. in radio is one of those things where you bring Look at it you in. you teaching so, me things. So, Please. Uh, I think Dernis Johnson, who's exactly the same kind of free agent, is, is my 53. Uh, I don't know that he is a lock to make the team. I don't think he thinks he's a lock to make the team. Uh, I think he's earned it. Um, he's he's going to be right on the bubble. It, it may come down to uh, whether they keep four running backs, which may mean numbers at other spots. My gut is that he will be on the team. Uh, he looked awfully good the other night. He, he's a veteran. For a running back, uh, what you want to see in the preseason is do they still move and make people miss like they did when they were rookies? Right. Uh, looks to me like he does. You know, the interesting thing is they trust Jermichael Hasty. You know, he gave them the 60-yard touchdown in Indy last year and the 30-yard touchdown against the Ravens that gave the Jaguars an early lead in, in two important games. So they trust him. But I think Johnson is a more versatile player than Hasty. I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield. I think he's a guy who can pick up the, 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 the blitz schemes. I think he's aware. Um, I, I, I kind of like him as the three. Well, think about what he gives you in the backfield if you're Doug and Trent. Last year, uh, with, with respect to Hasty, who I think is a very important player on this team, I don't know that you feel great if he is your lead back going into a three-game stretch. Uh, with Ernest Johnson and Tank Bigsby, I think they feel like they have three guys who they're okay if with ETN, uh, that they're okay if they have to go with those guys as your main back. 
that's significantly more depth than I think they had a running back last year. You know, the roster moves, how they structure it, is so heavily impacted by the injury situation on the offensive and defensive line. So a guy like this or Hasty, uh, you know, or fourth tight end like Garrett Prince, you know, could fall into it. Can we get him to the practice squad because of the needs at those positions? But Hasty and Johnson both are worthy of a roster spot. Yeah, Johnson's going to be in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and yes. I think he'll be here. And again, another example of guys who can play in this league anyway. Jags AM airs Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. One player that doesn't have to worry about making the roster, wide receiver Calvin Ridley. He's fired up for another reason and explained how his excitement to be on the field back in preseason week one might have hampered him. I think it's just been out of so long and just being just so happy to be past the part of, of um, playing again. It's just like... Being in that Dallas game, like I was amped in the warm-ups. And then when I put on my equipment, first couple plays, it was just like, I got to chill. I was just telling myself, relax. Like, it's not like, it was just so much excitement for me and just so awesome to be in that game. I was just like, I got to relax so I could play better. Calvin, when it comes down to the actual football part of it, once you're in the game, is there anything else you need to see, routes, certain ideas that you want? Yeah, I just... Obviously, want to work on my game, my overall game. But like I said, it comes down to just relaxing and remembering what you know, Coach Chad is teaching me. You know, my releases. You know how to you know get off the ball, how to be more efficient. You know, just you know, seeing the game and slowing it down, just being more calmer for me, and just you know, bringing my practice tools to the game. Calvin Ridley with us. This wide receiver group, you've had an all off season with them now, and now in a training camp, a couple of preseason games. Is there pound for pound a better room in the NFL? There's so many varied types of receivers on this team, it feels like. What do you guys feel about it? Yeah, um, obviously we're very confident in, in the room and uh, in ourselves. I talk to the guys all the time. But, you know, we want to come off as humble first. You know, we, we, we definitely believe that we wanted to talk groups. Obviously we got to show first. So give us, a, you know, give us some time, you know what I'm saying? And, and I definitely think we'll be – Coming around the end of the year would be one of the top groups for sure, no no doubt, because we put in the work. Um, we, we, we are really good players, and I think, no doubt, we, we have what it takes to be one of the best groups on the field all the time. What does it take to, in this offense, the the ability to move pieces around? you got to know more than just one spot in this offense, right? No doubt. I mean, this offense is so versatile. I mean, if you, the better the, the more you know, the better you, know, you can be used. Uh, Right now, I think, you know, we're, especially with adding with me, obviously they already know it, but I've gotten caught up so much with them. And now I think the things that we're doing is going to be so cool because Trevor has so much room to just do whatever he kind of wants. Mm -hmm. And he can just give us this and that and that and that, and we all know what to do. I really think, I mean, with me, Kurt, Zay, Ag, Evan, E.T., Tank, I mean, bro, I mean, I've – we just gotta play good, <laughs> practice good, play good, bring it to the game, and I, I got, I have, a, I'm a believer. I have all the faith. I practice with these guys for this long. I'm a believer, man. It's, it's Jags or nothing. So I believe we can, we can do it. You've got to love hearing all that from Calvin Ridley. The full conversation on the official Jaguars podcast network. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With our bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just $58 per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000.
In a moment, trust and what it means for the Jaguars' decision makers. Plus, Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli look at key roster spots and Fred Taylor's thoughts on the Dolphins' offensive speed and the look it should give the Jags' defense. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the performance you know and trust. Take advantage of high-yield savings solutions with Money Market, online savings, CDs, and more. Visit everbank.com slash jaguars today for your financial advantage. Everbank, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. The 2023 season is finally here, and single-game tickets are on sale now. Pick your favorite matchups and get down to Everbank Stadium and see your AFC South champions take the field this fall. Visit jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000 and lock in those seats. The theme of the Doug Peterson show from Thursday night was trust and the personnel and coaching staffs needing it to make decisions. You know, it's, it's more than just the games, right? We can evaluate that. That's the easy part. It's just the, sometimes it's the um, the off the field stuff that we, we look at, you know, and, and, and can a player be trusted, you know, because at the end of the day, you're down to, you know, 53, 48 on game day and, and, and you go you go play and you got to be able to, you know, account and, and count on those those 48 guys that they're going to they're gonna be there on Sunday. Welcome back. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network, presented by Fresh from Florida. That was head coach Doug Peterson, of course. I'm J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman alongside. And if you've just joined us on the network program, the Doug Peterson Show, the secret word of the day is trust. You just heard it from the head coach. Yeah, it's a it's a big word, and it has a lot of applications when you talk about evaluating your roster and evaluating personnel. <clears throat> you know, when – when you uh, are trying to figure out who's going to make the final 53, but then really above and beyond that, the guys that are going to be active on game day is kind of what you look at when you're determining those 53. And trust is a big factor. Trust from the standpoint of can you trust the player to mentally handle the game plan? Can you trust him from a mental standpoint to make the right decisions away from the football field? Okay, can you trust that player – to be available on a week-in and week-out basis, or is that person going to be hurt a lot? Do you trust him? And by, to, by hurt, okay, injured is different than hurt, right? Yes. Injured, you're injured and you can't play. Like yeah, hurt, and, you, some guy, everybody plays hurt at some point, right? Everybody plays hurt, okay? But not everybody plays injured. Right. Okay, so, and there's a difference. There's a big difference. The reality is, is that you're never going to, I mean, from the, from the first, game that you play in the NFL, you're never going to feel 100%. That's just the way it is. And you have to learn that you have to play with discomfort and with pain. That's part of the deal. That's why it's a gladiator sport. And if you can't do that, if you feel like that you have to be 100% to play, your availability is going to drop, which means your dependability and the trust level in you is going to drop. And so that's what has to be proven. And it's hard to prove in such a short amount of time in training camp because it's not really a true test. And so in in a lot of ways, there's a lot of faith that the coaches are going to put in certain players because they're not going to have a true sample size to be able to make a great decision that's going to be able to let them know whether they trust them or not. Mm. 
So it's a, it's an interesting time of year, and uh, there's a lot of decisions, especially given some of the injuries that they have had, to where now you're you're going to be looking at do I trust this guy or not? Because of the injuries that you have, you probably weren't even thinking about making some of those decisions. But now you're you're thinking about it. Right. The Doug Peterson Show airs Thursdays at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars Radio Network. Moving along now to Jaguars Happy Hour Radio from Monday afternoon. Pete Prisco, Tony Vaselli, and I talked through some key roster spots, including the final wide receiver. The cut has been made here on Jaguars Happy Hour. They'll have to make the cut officially by 4 o'clock of Tuesday next week. That's what yes. it has to be. By the way, we, there's one guy or two guys that are going to make the team that we don't have on the team. Let's be real. Here's a question. How many cut Jaguars players will be claimed by other teams? I I think injuries have impacted that on the offensive line. You might have had a guy get cut on the offensive line that might have gotten claimed, but I don't think that's the case now with the injuries being what they are. Because hmm. um, as you know, Tony, when you look around the NFL, the backup offensive lines are terrible. I think we're pretty deep at receiver. I could see some of those receivers getting signed. As the fifth or sixth guy. Yeah, whoever that sixth guy or seventh guy is, you know, if it's not yeah. Tim Jones Who or Who is Harris. the seventh guy if it comes down to Tim Jones and, and Harris? One of those guys would be the seventh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've got what about tape the, out there. Because the big... Harris is a third-year guy and, um, you know, and Tim Jones is a second-year guy. Yeah. What about the other guys that have flashed? Uh, receiver. Some of those Seth guys. Williams, uh, number 84, the big guy. What's Elijah Cooks. Oh. Elijah Cooks. Yeah, Elijah Cooks. He's an interesting one to me. He's a big old dude and good hands and physical. So, what about, okay. So, maybe one, one guy there, but I, I don't think there's really many surprises for us. This, it, it, that's actually a, a good thing, I think, when you don't have that. You know what I mean, Tony? In the past, you'd always say, well, this guy, these two, three can make it, but this guy can't. You know, now it's pretty much cut and dried. And I think that tells you that's a good football team. Yeah, no, they're definitely a much better team than they were at most places. I don't think everywhere. I don't think their rush is as good as it was last year with Arden Key and uh, Juan Smooth healthy. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you, P. I think most places they're better than they've been for a long time. If if Fotokasi and Hamilton can't play this week, which is all probability, how will they start up front? Uh, Peterson said they're both out anyway this week already. Oh, he did? He, yeah. I didn't hear him say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they're out. So who starts? Because you're working with the ones. Who would be working? Gotsis would be one of them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Gotsis. I mean, do you start Lacey at uh, at one technique? Nose? Get reps? Maybe. Maybe Vohasic. I would. Vohasic, draft pick. No, I, I would start Lacey. If he's well, in, that kid would be with the practice squad. We talked about him before the show. Yeah, I don't think he makes it. So let's put Lacey out there. Would see what you put, can do. Put Ledbetter in there. I again, let me say one for the fifth time, JP. I said Lacey. <laughs> I he know. I'm just throwing no, out he, He's not listening to you. Okay. I know you think this is your show, JP. It's not. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Long, hey, I, the guy I flashed last list, week. Give him some credit. The people that Pete and I have made a list on a piece of paper to replace you with. If you don't get your ass straight, stop <laughs> acting like it's your show. And by the way, JP, I heard him say, put Lacey, get Lacey shot five times, and you didn't even acknowledge Oh, I heard it. I heard it every time. I'm just going through other names that could be possibilities. 
<laughs> oh my God. Wow. There's a way to do that, JP. You can say, okay, you think it's Lacey. Any chance it could be any of these other guys. Not just ignoring what I said and just throwing names out there. I was acknowledging. I was acknowledging. I mean, why don't you take a it break, could, JP? Go get a cup better. of coffee. Pete and I got this. It could be led better too, Tony. Exactly. What are you yeah. what is that? Yell at him. He at least acknowledges his 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 thought on it. But Pete, I agree with you, but don't you want to see what the rookie can do with the yes. starters out there? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I'd play Lacey. You know what? Not Eddie Lacey, JP. Tyler Lacey. Hey, you're the one who brought that up, not me, by the way. Mondays are always a trip. Jaguars Happy Hour on Monday airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. Let's wrap the week with a preview of my weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. The Dolphins starters are likely playing Saturday, and that means one thing. Speed. You know, if the Dolphins starters go on offense, that would be a fantastic test for this Jaguars defense, especially the speed at receiver. The Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, and oh, Jalen yeah. Waddell. That, I mean, they're two, probably the two fastest receivers in the NFL, and they're on the same team. And if Tua goes, uh, he was the number one rated quarterback in the NFL last season. Hey, if you want to test on defense, at least to see a good look, that's not a bad look against Miami. This is the time. This is the time. And I, I know those people out of Miami, they had a little chatter going on in a week uh, with one of with my, my co-host and Tua. You know, they were going back and forth and Tua was like, hey, keep my name out your mouth. So he's fired up and ready to go. <laughs> so it might it could carry over to the game, JP. Who knows? But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're looking forward to no, getting out there just to see what they could do. Last year, they started off fast. We talk about the fast receivers and Cheetah and Jalen Waddle, and they are fast. Like they might be the fastest. If they had to run a two-man 100-meter uh, or a two-man 200-meter contest in the NFL, I think they'll beat everybody. They want to get out there and show people last year wasn't a fluke the way they started out early. Uh, this is their formula. Tight ends, by way of tight ends, they want to run crossers, short, shallow routes underneath put the ball in their hands real quick and just let them run, let them work. Uh, and then also we got to account for their running game too. Uh, Mostart, he's a good uh, back, change of pace back, a fast back that can get it out to the edge. They got a ton of speed, uh, the Dolphins. So when you talk about gameplay, speed, et cetera, we're going to look at this game early and see the Jaguars are going to be able to test and see exactly how much speed they have on defense. If you want to win in the NFL, you've got to have that good mix of speed and physicality. And they showed glimpses of that last year. Hopefully uh, they can put both components together and go out and be a dominant defense. The exclusive extended conversation with Fred Taylor runs Saturday morning on the official Jaguars podcast network. You can subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. Of course, we love the feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Enjoy preseason week three. The Dolphins-Jaguars game is presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. We're on the air Saturday with the Public's Tailgate Show at 4 o'clock on 1010XL in Jacksonville. It's followed at 6 p.m. with Jaguars Radio Network coverage on Countdown to Kickoff. The official kickoff time is 7.07 at Everbank Stadium. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. Everbank.